Today's scripture reading is from the 51st chapter of Psalms. I'll be reading verses 10 through 13. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me, restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. So we had the privilege of celebrating another Christmas together. Sure, most of us got to see friends, family, loved ones, enjoy our, our time, our, our gifts, our meals together. And Saturday morning we woke up, it was wet, and this morning we woke up and it was cold. And we walk in here and we still have the decorations of Christmas, but we find ourselves already talking about taking it all down and putting it all away again. We, we find ourselves in those, those days in between and coming, with, coming up to New Year's. Did a little bit of reading up on, on New Year's and, well, it seems to me that different cultures have found different ways to acknowledge the New Year and different times to celebrate it. Some of the ancient Celtic groups celebrated it around the end of October, their festival of Samhain, the fires of burning out the old year. Obviously, the April 1st observances come to mind. Found some information on a monotheistic group in India, which I didn't even know there was one of, but that celebrates their calendar based on a solar year and not a lunar year. A little bit closer to home, we obviously have the, the big ball drop coming up in New York next week. However, if we go down to North Carolina, we find a group that, for some bizarre reason, has decided to, what they're going to put, do is put a possum in a glass box and use that for their drop instead. Now, most of the possums I've seen, I don't think I really want to pick them up and put them in any kind of a box, that's their business. Um, beyond that, another place in North Carolina, apparently the, the thing that they drop there is a pickle that's raised up the flagpole and then lowered. You get a little easier than a possum and definitely qualifies as a low-budget production, I guess. Um, further up the eastern seaboard, and this is a little more extravagant, apparently this one town has a seven or eight foot fiberglass herring fit with LED lights that they use in their, must be a fishing community, in Austria there's a one observance apparently that has someone who is good at augury, it peels an onion and sprinkles salt on each layer of it, and each individual layer gives them an idea of what the weather will be like for 
for, the, for a month of the next year, which I guess for a farming community would probably be a very helpful thing to know. Another one apparently involves dropping bits of molten lead into cold water and using the shape of the drop to give them an idea of what their new year might, might look like. I think for a lot of the people that, that I know, for me personally, one of the other things about New Year's is a chance to look back at the year that we've had and to look ahead at the, at the year that's coming up. It's something we, I think that we do both personally and in a, a community sense as well. Personally, I think that probably the obvious measures that we could look at is where our bank accounts are at, how well we've managed to keep up with the friends and family that we that we say are that we say are important to us. For those of us that profess a belief in Christ and believe in God, I think it's natural for us to, you know, we, we've just got done singing about God's faithfulness to us and making some promises about how we would be attendant to to Him in, the, in, in all of our days. And the, the rolling over of the year gives us a chance to, to take a look at that. I'm I will, I will certainly raise my hand and say that I didn't, didn't manage to be as devoted to my reading, to my study, as I promised I was going to be. That, where, where you're at, I, that's, that's between you and, you and God. In a, in a community sense, I think the same things are appropriate. We can certainly, a measure of what our church has done, would be a very easy one to find. I'm sure. I'm sure if we gave John a chance, he could give us a full rundown on what we did financially for the year. I'm sure David Walking could give us a rundown on what our Sunday school attendance is. And I know we can get an idea just from looking around about what our regular attendance for church is. But I think as a church, there are measures that are more appropriate. Yes, we, we do need to, to think about where, where our future as a church is going without, without alienating those of us who are already here. So who's, who's exactly in charge of this whole thing of trying to grow our church? You know, I know we, we say that having a pastor, you know, they play a part in it, but that's not, that's not just Corrine's job. It's not just the people on evangelism. That's not just the missions committee that has the job of trying to grow this church. And I'll tell you right now that if, if you go ahead and send me out there, you're probably going to end up with a couple more people that are like me. And me being me, I'm probably going to push away a couple more people who are just like me. So this is, this is something we need, to, we need to look at together. 
as far as focusing on myself, and I invite you to focus on on yourself as well, I want to I want to throw out a question, and that is, how would the me of today, how welcoming would I be of the me from my darker times in my life, or how welcoming would I be of me when I was that newly forgiven person? Would I, would I be welcoming or would I be judgmental? If we want, if we want, we, we, we're still here, so obviously we think we have something good here. If we think what we have is good enough to share with those people around us, not just Christ's love, because there are plenty of other churches that can offer that. But I think here we, we do have something special in, in what we call the family of God here at St. Luke. And if we think that that's something that's worth sharing with the people around us, we need to be less willing to judge the other people that come in here wanting to share that and more willing to be open to them, even if they're not exactly like us. That brings me to, the, to, to my next point. I really don't think that God is done with us yet here. If he was, it would be simple enough for him to, to raise up another congregation to take our, our place and we'd be done. But think a little bit about, though, about we, we, we've talked about what we, what we bring back. The scripture I read today, that's that's the voice of, of King David, the, the, the guy who is responsible for 90% of the material that's contained in the Psalms, the, the, main, the main songbook of the Hebrew religion. In Psalms 49:50, David has spent quite a bit of time talking about his sins and what kind of offering is appropriate. David sits there and acknowledges, God, you own the goats on a thousand hills. You're, everything is yours, like, like we talked about in our call to worship today. God already has all the stuff. We can't build, bring, or make any stuff that he needs. When I was, when I was a younger man, I, I first heard this, this section of Psalms created me a clean heart, put a new spirit within me, don't cast me away from your presence. And that, that's, that just sounded really good because that's why I didn't, want, I didn't want God to forget me or leave me behind because I did some stupid stuff. It didn't stop me from doing stupid stuff all the time either, but that's a whole other story. But finally, though, David works through this whole thing, answers, answers his question, his own question in verse 13. Because, because God has chosen to keep him and sustain him, that's what he can do. That's what he can bring. He can, he can bring other people, in this case to God, because the Old Testament, they only knew about Christ as a future idea, but we, I think we see very clearly illustrated in, in Psalms the, the exact same redemption that we, that we see through Christ was still a concept that they were very familiar with 
in the Old Testament as well. Special sense, I think, I think that and the, the special sense.